hello, beautiful people. Hi, welcome, welcome, welcome. If you're new or welcome back, this is Healing Yourself with Francesca Rowe. I am Francesca Rowe, and I'm so grateful and happy and excited to have all of you here with me today to discuss all things healing yourself and the healing journey and everything that comes along with that. So, welcome, everybody. Welcome back to some of you. Thank you so much for being here. I, I'm i so grateful to have all of you, as I said, and it is so good to be back. I have been gone for a while, as I'm sure most of you noticed, <laughs> hopefully, maybe, I don't know. It's none of my business either way, but my last episode was in, gosh, it must have been January, I think, and I wasn't expecting to take a break at all. Um, <laughs> it's just kind of happened, and I, I just kind of... You know, I've said it before when I've taken littler breaks, but it just wasn't the right time and I never expected to be gone for as long as I was, but it never felt like the right time and I was going through a lot of changes internally and externally, but you know, just a lot of recalibrating going on within me, making a lot of changes in my life and internally and I just didn't feel like I was on not steady ground, but like there was just so many moving parts going on in my life and within me that it didn't feel like it was a good time for me to come on and speak. I just had to go through all the things that I was processing and learning and realizing myself and 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 I was just learning so much. Yeah, and the longer time went on, the more I really started to enjoy not being on here. Of course, now that I'm back, I'm so happy I'm back, but I really was enjoying just living my life quietly. I mean, not quietly, but like... <sighs> living it for me and not that I don't live it for me but you know when I come on here I never really expected it to go one way or the other but I quickly realized that one of my strong suits on this podcast that I feel like you know was supposed to happen and was meant to be that way is that I come on here and I share not all of my life but I do share parts of my life I share experiences I've gone through in stories because I really do feel like the universe has me go through these things in my life so that I can learn and grow from them but then also so that I can come on here and share what I've learned with others. I really feel like that's part of my purpose. And I'm so grateful for that. And I love getting to share on here. But I was really just enjoying being more private, you know, and not telling the world or whoever wants to listen about my life. I really was enjoying just living it for me and not having people know about my business. Um, you know, of course, there's so much that I do leave out on here. It might seem like I share a lot to you, or maybe it doesn't, but if it does, there's still a ton that I don't share on here. I don't even share, I, I don't even share 50% of my life. I mean, not even 40, maybe 30, 25, I don't know. <laughs> but um, I was just really enjoying not sharing at all for a bit and just keeping my life and my stories and my experiences for me because I was experiencing so much. And I still am, and I mean, we always are, but I really was feeling like it's it's becoming time. I also just didn't feel like what I want to talk about today, which, first of all, I'll let you know, I've had this idea maybe since before March. I've had it in my notes maybe since then. I'm not sure, but it's been months, and I've had this, this today's topic that I want to talk about that I'll share in a bit. But yeah, I just, I really got this feeling up until now where anytime I thought maybe I'll go on the podcast and talk about this maybe it's time I got this feeling that I was like able to tap into the collective energy and I didn't feel like enough people were ready for it I could really anticipate and feel that if I were to talk about what I was going to talk about today not the whole topic but like certain points I was going to make I knew that people would judge and listen I mean if you've been listening for a while you know my journey with 
caring about what people think you know at this point like that's it's irrelevant you know and as we all hopefully get to remind ourselves every day and remember like it doesn't matter what people think of you and you know you could be mother Teresa people are still going to judge you that's inevitable so I don't try to avoid that in any way but I just could feel that there was more resistance and there would be openness to some of the things I wanted to say and I didn't feel like it would be received as fully as it deserves to be received and I really felt like <laughs> not not to like I hope this doesn't sound like I'm dissing the public but I just didn't feel like enough people were ready to hear what I had to say or were going to be receptive to it and I really wanted to it to be received because I mean again people are going to take whatever they take out of it but I did feel like some of the stuff that I have to say is quite important and could help a lot of people or some people and I wanted to make sure that all of us were in a space where we were ready to receive and now I feel like more people are recently I've really been feeling like when I tap into the energy and I bring up this topic I feel like more people are will be able to be open to what I'm talking about or just more open to it less quick to like shut it down whereas in the past I just didn't feel like the general collective was ready um, for some of the things I wanted to say <laughs> which might sound silly to you all but whatever I don't care so anyway is that it I guess I'll just get right into it. Of course, there's more to catch up on, but yeah, let me just tell you what this episode is about. So today I want to talk about discipline. Yes, discipline, a big topic, might seem like a heavy topic, certainly did to me in the past, it doesn't anymore. There's so much I want to talk about with this, um, what, what, how I used to feel about it, how I feel about it now, how I think discipline has been misunderstood in the public, and why I think reframing it and changing our perspective around discipline is so helpful as we heal and really just bust through blocks you know in ourselves and like just opens up doors for us and really helps us find momentum in our life and find passion in our life and find purpose in our life and um yeah yeah so let's just jump right in without further ado let's get into today's episode okay discipline oh discipline I'll just tell you right off the bat, I used to hate discipline. I hated when people talked about it. I used to roll my eyes. I just found it so restrictive and like suppressing and heavy and like, I don't know, any time I heard somebody be like, you've got to be disciplined and like, it just made me think of hustle culture and that like grind all day and like, like no sleep and just like, you can tell by the way I'm making fun of it with my voice, how I used to feel about it. Like it just felt so forced to me or that's how I, that's how I took it in is like this heavy forced thing where you're just like pushing through and it's not organic and it's, it's rigid and it's restricting and it's not you know, all the things that I naturally felt receptive to, which was more like flowing and openness. And those actually go hand in hand with, well, the flowing and openness, it's very a feminine trait. And discipline, you know, is more masculine. And I always saw in a very masculine way. And as some of you know, if you're returning, you know, a big part of my healing journey is about balancing my masculine and feminine energies within me, regardless of how we all identify we all have masculine and feminine energies within us. And, you know, some of us have more strong masculine. Some of us have more strong feminine. We all have both. And, you know, they can change day to day, moment to moment, hour to hour. But we tend to have, you know, one that is more dominant. Some of us don't, you know, I'm not saying everybody does. And regardless, you know, of how you you identify, your gender, whatever, that doesn't have anything to do actually with your energies. Your energies, you know, we all have those energies within us. 
And yeah, I definitely in the past had more dominant feminine energies. I very much identify as a feminine person. That's very much where my energies have always been the strongest, I feel. And to the extent, I mean, even where, you know, in the past, the reason why I am doing all this healing now is because my feminine was so dominant, but my masculine was so weak. And so, you know, I had very strong intuition and I was a, you know, a dreamer and all these feminine things. But, you know, I could even, I was a little too extreme. Like I would daydream a lot and I would like, you know, have all these dreams for myself, but I didn't have the masculine energy to then implement them and take action and be disciplined and to, you know what I mean, to lay the groundwork. So that was unbalanced in me. And now I've been working on balancing that. And I very much feel like, especially um, this year and within the past six months, I've very much been leaning into my masculine more. Not that I haven't been in my feminine. It's just my masculine has been, my masculine has been in the spotlight more because that used to be so weak and now it's getting stronger. And it's like, as my body finds this balance between the two, I find that, you know, sometimes my masculine is really strong because it's just like, it's regulating. It didn't used to have any regulation. So now it's like a seesaw. It's teetering each way and it's, it's finding its balance. But that's why I didn't used to like discipline is because it just felt so masculine and harsh to me and I just couldn't relate and it felt very constrictive. It felt very, yeah, restrictive, constricting. It just felt rigid to me. Um, it made me think about being disciplined in school. Like, I don't know, discipline to me just felt like punishment. That's honestly how I felt about it. And I, I am very feminine and, and free-spirited. Fun fact, my name actually, uh, I mean, I don't know if this is official meaning, but when I Google it, this is what comes up. My name actually, Francesca, means free spirit. And a couple of months ago, I actually met somebody and he was telling me that, you know, there is this theory that your name actually means like a lot of what your personality is. And I didn't know if I believed him, but then I looked up Francesca, the meaning of it, and it came up as free spirit. And I was like, I resonate with that so much because I very much resonate with that. I feel like I'm a free spirit in so many ways, but that's also, you know, why I didn't like discipline. I don't, I've never liked to be forced to do things. Um, I've never liked to be told what to do, even, you know, if it's something I would have wanted to do anyway, the second somebody like is like telling me what to do, I get so, I don't get as triggered anymore, but I mean, you can tell it's still something that irks me just because like, don't tell me what to do. Like, unless, (laughs) no, never mind. I'm not going to say that unless it's like consensual, if you're getting what I'm saying and I like want you to tell me what to do. But in general, in my life, no, I don't like being told what to do um, unless I'm like in a a movie or a play or something and you're the director. Yeah, tell me what to do if you're supposed to. But like when people tell me what to do and they have no reason to or authority to, it really grinds my gears because I'm like, don't tame me. Don't lock me down. Like, no, I'm a free spirit. (laughs) So yeah, so needless to say, I didn't like discipline. But if I'm being honest with myself, a lot of that was actually that I was afraid of discipline. I was afraid of it. I mean, in society, we see this all the time, people being afraid of what they don't understand or what they don't know. And I didn't understand it and I didn't know it. And, you know, it was definitely more foreign to me because it was more masculine. And I was afraid of it because (laughs) because I had such a fear of failure because I was such a perfectionist. I was such a perfectionist to the point where... I would get paralyzed with my need to be perfect to the point where I wouldn't even do anything. Like growing up, I remember, I mean, actually not middle school and elementary school was fine, but like in high school, I really started to struggle with my grades. I would do fine in in in-class assignments, but when it came time to study for tests, I could not study. Like I had, I didn't have that discipline. Like I could sit down 
with my books, whatever, my notes. And like, I would just like, my eyes would glaze over. Like I could not study. I couldn't find that discipline within me. It felt so difficult. And then, you know, I would do horrible on tests and my teachers, I could tell were very confused with me because they're like, she's so engaged and present in class. But then I would bomb, like I would just bomb tests. And I remember it used to be so embarrassing, like especially when all my friends would do pretty well or like, you know, if a guy I liked in class, like saw that, you know, he would get a good grade and then I would try to like hide that I got a D and I felt so like dumb and, you know, like I just, oh, it was a whole thing. But yeah, that's, that's how much of a perfectionist I was, where that I was so afraid of failing that I couldn't even start the studying. I couldn't even start the thing that would prevent me from failing in the first place and that really did bleed into a lot of my life it's something that really really affected me and I never really talked about especially in career because it was so tender of a subject for me and personal and sensitive that I couldn't speak on it because it was something that I was so sensitive about but now it's not an issue for me anymore anyway that's kind of another topic for another day (laughs) but yeah so anyway I did not like discipline I had a really weak masculine energy within me That was my history with it. But as I've kind of alluded to in this episode, in the past couple of months, I've really felt my masculine energy come alive. My feminine is definitely still there. I I very much still feel feminine. I think I'll always, yeah, I I know I will. I'll always resonate with that the most, um, being feminine. But even, I think it was, must have been February. My time flies. But even in February, I, um, I met somebody. We were like in a group talking and this guy said to me, he was like, you have like a really masculine energy, which just made me burst out laughing because never ever in my life has anyone ever said anything even remotely close to that. Like I was shocked. I mean, especially because I'm very feminine presenting. Like I like, you know, I can be a little edgy, but I love like feminine clothing and I'm just, I feel like I'm a very feminine person. So for somebody to meet me and then you know like right off the bat (laughs) to say that I had a masculine energy was just so bizarre that it made me laugh but it also very quickly made me realize okay I'm like that's my masculine's waking up which is a good thing in terms of my healing because it means that I'm moving forward and progressing so but it was very funny and yeah it made me realize that I was balancing them out and it definitely was around that time I mean again last six months I, I would say but around that time when my 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 feelings around discipline were changing and um, I wasn't so turned off by discipline anymore and I realized that the discipline that I had been considering discipline to be wasn't actual discipline or maybe it is for some people but I just was able to change my perspective on discipline I see it in a whole new light now and it's just opened so many doors for me. It's helped me like literally blaze through any like these blockages that I used to have around discipline. And my life has been vastly improving in many areas. And I've just found great success with it. So I'd love to share with you all. So first, I just want to say one more time, like one of the big reasons I had an issue with discipline is because it felt like you have to do this. And I don't like being told what to do. And one day I just had this download this this saying came to me and I'm yeah I'm like 99.99% sure I made it up I don't want to say like a hundred percent just in case but I'm I'm not like I didn't hear this from anyone else like maybe I heard a part of it and then this came together for me but I really do think I made it up so I'm just gonna say I did (laughs) I this download came to me of all that is required of me in life because I felt like I was I mean I was just feeling anxious about you know I have to do all these things to get where I want to go in life and it's just too much it's overwhelming 
and I had this download and this voice or this you know idea came to me and the, the download was all that is required of us in life is to take inspired action and to follow our joy all that is required of us in life is to take inspired action and to follow our joy this download It completely changed everything for me. It was such a blessing when I received it because, again, I used to feel so pressured by my own expectation of myself, the things I wanted to achieve, and it just felt overwhelming and I would shut down with overwhelm. And it would paralyze me in fear and I couldn't get anything done. But then I realized that all that is required of me is to take inspired action and follow my joy. And here's what that means. It means the universe and us are always in co-creation. The universe sends us signs, the universe sends us opportunities, but as we've discussed on here and as we know, it's not like you just sit in your room all day and do nothing and you're going to get your dream life because you manifested it and you visualized it. Like, no, you have to take action. But the thing is, there's also people out there who I've heard, which makes me roll my eyes a bit, but I just, I don't say anything because, you know, arguing with ignorant people is a foolish game. But there's people out there who make fun of manifestation. They're like, oh yeah, all I have to do is just like, think about it and then it's gonna come true yeah woo no it's not and I'm like that's not yeah it's not true like you're missing the point here is what it is it's literally (laughs) take inspired action and follow your joy so I said that a bunch let me really break it down what it means is that in life what the universe wants us to do most is to follow our joy that thing that lights you up inside that passion that fire within you what you feel your purpose is what makes you happy what sparks that inside of you That is what you're meant to do, and that's what the universe wants you to do. Follow your joy. That's all that you need to do. But then also take inspired action, which means when you put yourself in the position to follow your joy and you start taking steps to follow your joy, the universe will then send in opportunities for you to accelerate that joy, for you to move forward. The universe will bring you opportunities. It might not be, you know, a million bucks in your lap, but it'll be like, Oh, you could, here's an opportunity, an opening for this job, which aligns with what you like, or, or this person is looking for someone to do this, which aligns with what you like, or like the universe, you see what I'm saying? The universe will bring in the next step for you, but it won't hand it to you on a platter. Although sometimes, sometimes it does, but oftentimes that is, you know, it's not like, and then you're done. Like that's just to get you to the next thing where you're going to have to put in work. But the universe wants to see you succeed. The universe wants you to be on your purpose, which is following your joy. The universe wants you to do that because as we know and as we've talked about when you when you are doing what you love you are on purpose you are in your purpose and you are making the world a better place and that's what the universe wants so it becomes so simple when we break it down and realize that all we have to do we don't have to stress we don't have to wonder like oh my god I'm here I'm at point a and like my goal being achieved is like point z how am I going to get all the way from a to z like that's so stressful No, no 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 it's not your responsibility to figure out how All you have to do is take inspired action and follow your joy, which means (laughs) know what you want. And when the universe brings an opportunity that gives you a chance to go closer to the next step, getting closer to Z, even if it's just B or even if it's just A and a half, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Then you take that action. You take inspired action. When you feel inspired to take action, you do it all the while following your joy. And then literally when you do that, the path begins to unfold in front of you and all the stress and the pressure gets to fade away and fall away because there's no more stress and pressure because you see how you're literally being guided and led. And it's like, you don't see 
I've shared this before. It was like um, some, some, I think it was a Twitter thread that somebody put on Instagram and I shared at one point, but it was like, you know, the quilt you can't see yet, but just follow the thread and the needle and eventually the quilt and the picture will be built and threaded together and sewn together, whatever, but it's not your job or your responsibility or frankly your business to know how. It's just about taking each little inspired action step whilst following your joy. And that's just, I mean, hopefully that really resonates with someone out there because, I mean, it truly changed the game for me. It's it's the quote, it's not even a quote, it's my own quote, whatever. It's the saying that I return to every single day. Anytime I feel anxious, anytime I'm like, ah, my career, what's going on? Just take inspired action and follow your joy, Francesca. And then like, it's gonna unfold. This changed the game for me with discipline because no more do I feel like discipline is like, you've got to grind nonstop and like, you've got to want it. And if you're not putting in the work, then like, you're a failure and you don't deserve to get where you're going. No, no, no. It just takes off that pressure that I felt with discipline, that heaviness that made it feel so much of a burden to me and made me feel not like a flowing, light, airy, free spirit, which is how I like to feel. And saying, take inspired action and follow your joy just helps everything feel lighter and less life or death, which makes life more fun. And then as you're taking each step towards your goals, they become easier to achieve because you're not putting so much weight on them and pressure on them that you glide through them. You're flowing through life. I mean, we've talked about this before. Yeah, it all connects. It allows you to flow better. And isn't that such a relief? Like when I realized that all that is required of me is to take inspired action and follow my joy. Like, okay, yeah, I can do this. You know, like if I have a callback or an audition and I'm getting worked up, all I have to say to myself is, okay, just take inspired action and follow your joy. And then it's just so much easier to take the next steps because we don't have that weight and pressure on us of, you got to do this and like no days off. And I mean, you get the picture. (laughs) And then the next thing that has really changed for me with discipline is just completely doing a 180 on my perspective of discipline. So in the past, my mindset around discipline was I need to be disciplined to do X, Y, and Z. Like I, I need to, I need to move my body and exercise every single day if I want to be healthy and feel my best. I need to, you know, I mean, it's different for everybody, but you get the picture. I need to do this. And anytime I felt like I needed to do something, like I had to, like I was being forced to, even if by myself, it created resistance inside me, inside my person and my body and in my soul and my, um, my mind. Like it made me not want to do the thing because I felt like I had to. But then as I started to play with this, take inspired action, follow your joy, my mindset around discipline shifted to where I realized, okay, if I don't want to be disciplined to do these tasks, what is something that I feel I deserve? And then I can find discipline around doing things that, that amplify what I deserve. Here's what I mean. I decided that I deserve to feel good in my life. I deserve to feel good. I deserve to feel healthy. I deserve to feel energized when I wake up in the morning. I deserve to have a pep in my step. I deserve to feel nimble. I deserve to feel you know, light on my feet. I deserve to feel clear-headed and happy and, and, and mental clarity. I deserve to feel good about myself. I deserve to love myself. So <laughs> since I realized I deserve that because I've done a lot of work to love myself that I just organically now, that's like, yeah, I deserve that. I know I do, as do all of you. Then I realized, okay, I don't need to be disciplined then in my career or in exercising or in thinking positive thoughts. I need to be disciplined in loving myself. And then those things 
that it takes to feel good all the time and to love myself all the time, those things will start to happen organically because it's not about the things anymore. It's about what I deserve as the outcome. What I mean is I'm disciplined in loving myself. I'm disciplined in feeling my best, which means I'm disciplined to be good to my body because I'm disciplined to feel good. And when I'm good to my body, I feel good and I deserve to feel good. When I'm disciplined to love myself, I inherently understand that I deserve to live my best life. And in in living my best life, I understand that there are certain things that I'm going to do that are going to set me up for living my best life. But it's no longer about doing those things. So it's no longer about having chores that need to get done. It's about, no, I deserve to feel freaking amazing every day because I do. I deserve to be my healthiest self. I deserve to, you know, shine in my career. I deserve to be like experiencing like bliss and happiness and joy and freedom and love and all these things. So then these things that would make me feel that way, I start to, and I started to naturally do and it became because I deserve to feel good, not because I need to I need to move my body and get outdoors every day because that's what a good person does and that's what a healthy person does. And if I don't, then I'm a failure. It was like, no, I know that when I get outside most days and I move my body often, I feel so much better. My mental health is better. My outlook on life is so much sunnier. So I'm going to do those things. I'm going to get outside. I'm going to move my body. Because I deserve to feel good, not because I need to be disciplined and I need to exercise. Do you see? It was in every area of my life that I started to see when I shifted the perspective to, I deserve to feel good. Discipline came naturally because it wasn't like, you need to be disciplined. You need to be disciplined in your discipline. It was like, no, the only thing I need to be disciplined in is loving myself. Which also looks different every day, which has also been beautiful because it helps you get out of this rigid mindset of like, you know, again, let's go with exercise because it's so easy. Instead of like, I need to exercise every day because that's what a disciplined person does. It's like, I'm disciplined to love myself. So honestly, for me, and it's different for everyone, for me, most days, yeah, getting outside and getting in some movement, I'm going to do that because that's what makes me feel good. And I've decided that I deserve to feel good. But like, even just now... I mean, I've been moving a little bit, but I've been really busy recently and, you know, I'm very grateful to say that. I just haven't had as much time to do as much movement as I usually had been doing, which was quite a bit. So I've been moving a lot less the past like month or so. But guess what? I'm not shaming myself about that. I'm not saying, oh, Francesca, you know, you're such a fuck up. You're not disciplined. No, because guess what? I'm disciplined in loving myself and living my best life. And finding time for movement would not have been supportive with my schedule and what I've had going on and my energy availability would not have been supportive of me living my best life and being my happiest self. So that wasn't as important recently. And you know, now that it's becoming important again, now that I've had a little bit more time, but like, do you see like I'm disciplined in loving myself and living my best life instead of doing these certain actions because my ego has decided that this action is going to take me there and this action is going to take me there. Instead, by just saying, period, I deserve to just love myself, that's it. (laughs) I flow through life better because I'm not deciding mentally what discipline looks like I'm living it in the moment by receiving feedback from my body and what I'm able to do and what I have time for and stuff and I can maneuver through you know my life much more easily because I'm not (laughs) so rigid about what it's supposed to look like and that is discipline you know 
That's why it's such a cool shift because somebody might say, well, that's not discipline. You're not being disciplined to your workout routine. You're not being disciplined to this routine, whatever. And it's like, but it's not about the routine. It's about me. Those things are only tools to make me happy and to make me live a great life and to make me feel my best, which I deserve to do. But if I had been overextending myself and doing these things that in the past I thought I had to do because I was disciplined, if I had been overextending and doing those things on top of all the other things that I did have to do, I would have burnt out. I would have felt bad. I probably would have like injured myself, gotten really sore, just like something not good would have happened. And then what's that? What's the point? You know what I mean? Like, oh, in the sake of being disciplined, I still did it. So that's good. Like, no, because I'm not disciplined in being disciplined. I'm disciplined in loving myself. And that means showing up for myself every day, checking in with myself every day, seeing what I need on that day. And yeah, sometimes that is moving my body, you know, sometimes that is you know, meditation or like mindful practices and all that stuff. But it's never about the practices. It's about because I deserve to feel good. And I know that these things make me feel good. And therefore, be doing them becomes really easy because there's no there's no more room for resistance because I'm not resistant to feeling my best. And that's cool because it also, again, looks different for everybody. And like we don't have to compare ourselves to each other. And we already know comparison is a thief of joy, but it just makes it easier to not compare yourself because like, you know, I might go on Instagram and see that somebody like was up at 5 a.m. and r- ran a marathon and like, you know, an old version of me might have been like, wow, they're so disciplined. Like, I'm not. I'm a failure. And it's like, actually, no, I'm disciplined to loving myself. So sleeping in today till 830, which is quite late for me, that's disciplined because I got great rest. and Now I feel amazing and I have more energy for that acting thing I have to do later in the day. You see what I'm saying? It's just really helped. Um me find a lot more progress in my life because by taking the um the the intensity off of the need to do these things or be disciplined again I found flow in my life and I've gotten from you know I've gotten from point a to whatever point a lot more easily and quickly might I add than I had thought because again oftentimes the path that we think we need to take in our head is a lot more complicated than the path the universe actually wants to take us on. And if we can just get out of our own way and stop trying to control with discipline and instead use discipline to our advantage and take inspired action and follow our joy, we'll find that the universe's path is way more satisfying for us and has some surprises along the way that we didn't even know about. I want to share an example of how discipline didn't used to work for me with the way I was thinking about it, and now it really does. And... This is something that definitely used to be an embarrassment of mine. Um, I never talked about this with anybody except for my mom once, but I'm past it and I'm happy to share it and I'm sure I'm not the only one who's dealt with something like this. So as most of you know on here, you know, before I started healing, I was in a very low place and that was, you know, years, life, I mean, it was a life in the making, you know, it was all leading up to that breaking point. That was like my big bang moment, if you will. It actually really was. And then after that was my rebirth. So that's a that's a pretty good comparison. Um, but anyway, as, as long as I can remember, actually, I think it probably started in like high school, maybe ninth grade, but I can't remember the, I can't remember the, the starting moment. I think, I don't know, whatever I'm trying to say there. I can't remember the exact moment that this started for me, but I remember it feels like, you know, basically all my life. I do believe it was in high school. Until recently, not recently, it's probably been about almost a year now. Anyway, we'll get into that. Okay, as far as I can remember, (laughs) up until high school, I used to be anxious. Not like I didn't have like diagnosed anxiety, 
but I suppressed it a lot. And I even used to think that I wasn't anxious, but it would manifest in me like picking at my fingers. Yeah, as again, as far as I can remember, <laughs> why do I keep saying that? Because it's not, but it's like, I don't remember a time when I didn't, but I don't think it happened in middle school, elementary school. Um, I do believe it started in high school. But yeah, I used to pick my fingers. And the reason it's so hard for me to pinpoint is because it was so subconscious. Like, I would just, you know, I would pick my fingers. And I didn't even know that it was that I was anxious. Like, I would pick the skin around my my fingers, my fingernails. Um, and it was really embarrassing. And I didn't, I felt like I didn't have control over it. Like, it would just happen. I would, it would, you know, I would be mindlessly doing it while I'm watching TV or while I'm in class, like anything. And there was no like pinch and ouch. There was no like, oh, somebody hurt my feelings. Now I'm going to go like pick my fingers. Like it wasn't even like that. Like it would just happen. And I didn't realize realize at the time that it was a total manifestation of my anxiety that I suppressed so well that it just I just took it all out on my fingers and it would just be constant. I mean, there would be times where it was a little better, but never a time when I didn't have any like cuts or um, pickings, whatever, on my fingers. And there were times where it would be so bad to the point where it would be bleeding so much. My fingers would be bleeding. They'd be red. They'd just look really bad. I was embarrassed, you know, especially like in the later years, like in college and stuff, I would try to like hide my my hands like so people wouldn't look at them because it was this thing that I was so mortified about because I felt like I had no control over it because I would try to stop and I couldn't. Like I just couldn't. And I didn't even know that it was because I was anxious. I didn't think I was anxious. I just thought, Oh, it's just this weird compulsion that I have. It's just a habit, a bad habit. But it's not a bad habit. Uh, it's 100% a manifestation of anxiety. And again, I had tried to stop sometimes. I couldn't. I was really embarrassed about it. And it was like to the point where, you know, I would sometimes think to myself, not like, you know, in high school and stuff, but I remember thinking even like in college, I mean, even after college, I would just have thoughts like, man, like, you know, if and when I ever get married one day, like, what am I going to do? Like, I hope I stop before them because, like, I'm going to be so embarrassed. Like, how am I going to show people my ring if, like, my finger's totally mutilated and bleeding and, like, people are going to know that I, like, have this uncontrollable skin-picking thing and, like, I'm so embarrassed and it really, like, stressed me out and I felt really insecure. Yeah, and I didn't tell anybody. I'm sure people noticed because also, like, it's a range. Like, I've, I know people, you know, I've seen, too, like, they have little, you know, they've got, like, little pickings on their fingers, but... For the most part, it's a spectrum. For the most part, I've seen it's, it's little. For me, it was like all of my fingers. It was totally a compulsion. Anyway, so um, that continued until I was, uh, during COVID, probably in 2021, I still had a psychiatrist at the time because as I've told you guys before, when I was at my lowest in New York, I did end up seeing a um, therapist who didn't really end up helping me, but... I was grateful for a bit. She put me on medication. I was on Lexapro for a bit, which is a, um, a very common um, serotonin reuptake inhibitor. Sorry, the official name is a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. I'm not going to go into all the science of it. But yeah, I was on Lexapro. It's very common. Um, it did work for me for a bit in just helping me to not feel so miserable all the time. But then, and some people, you know, swear by it. I've said this before. I'll say it again just in case. But like, I'm very much pro like get the help you need get the medication you need I do think we over prescribe but I'm you know of course there are some people who really need this medication and I know people who like you know they're they even joke like I'm a Lexapro girl for life like they're that works for them that's great for me it worked for a bit and then it really just made me numb um which was so scary like 
that was scarier than feeling you know like I wanted to end it all like that was so scary because it took a while for that to really settle in the numbness it was probably when I was back home um, during COVID but it was like I couldn't even feel happy like I used to watch you know a, a cute video or like a sad movie or something and I would like or even something really beautiful and I would get teary-eyed like from the beauty of things and from the sadness of things but it got to the point where I couldn't even do that like I couldn't cry which was awful because as we know crying is a release <laughs> and something that I find very useful for me I couldn't cry I couldn't get elated I couldn't get joyful I couldn't feel bliss I just felt numb I felt like honestly like a sociopath like I didn't have you know any tendencies but I just felt like nothing mattered I didn't care about anything or anyone and that was scary and then I told my psychiatrist and go figure she's like well let's put you on more medication which is again I think we seriously just over medicate but like that's not <laughs> I could go on but like you know it was such a band-aid like I told you that this medication's giving me a weird side effect so then you're gonna put me on more meds I don't understand it but yeah then she put me on Wellbutrin which oh my god immediately I was like I need to get off these meds like I just started to feel crazy because I'm like now I'm just feeling nothing but drugs like now I'm feeling emotions again but it's not me it's these drugs like anyway I t this is such a tangent I'm sorry but my point is I was talking to my psychiatrist and around the same time I told her like hey I've always had this thing with my with picking my fingers and it's really embarrassing and I, I can tell it's from anxiety but like I've never done anything about it no one's ever like helped me with it like I I just want to stop and she was like okay like we're gonna put you on Wellbutrin like that should help and then like just try to be more mindful of it and gave me all these tools and like it didn't work like it just didn't work and eventually I um which you're not really supposed to do but I did and was right for me I just stopped taking my meds I weaned off of them myself without her permission as many of you know now I'm on no medication feel ha healthier and happier than ever but what I what happened is then I had my spiritual awakening I started to heal myself and over time I wasn't even like looking out for this over time my skin picking went away I mean even saying it right now to you all it's like too good to be true because I just remember how mortifying it was and how debilitating it felt like I couldn't stop myself from doing this like just feeling so um disempowered and over time with my healing it's never been a goal of mine like I've never been like I'm gonna stop now like no I've just been focused on healing my traumas and my wounds and all that stuff and my self-worth and as I've done so it has gone away it has gone away and guess what changed my perspective on discipline I mean a lot has changed you know again because I've been working on healing it's happened naturally because as I've reduced my anxiety I haven't felt a need to manifest that anxiety into taking it out on my skin but my point is in the past when my psychiatrist you know gave me all these tools and I was trying to use discipline to stop I was like you have to stop so anytime you feel yourself doing it you have to stop you have to stop and it didn't really work but when I changed my mindset to I deserve to live my best life I deserve to feel good I deserve to be happy and then I started to naturally implement things into my life that that made those things true for me that made me feel good that made me happy slowly and surely over time it fell away by itself it fell away by itself because I wasn't pressuring myself to stop which would have just caused me even more anxiety and even more shame and even more burden and, and anxiety that would have manifested into even more skin picking I took the resistance off I took the pressure off of that and focused on no I just deserve to feel good and as I started doing more things that felt good and being kinder to myself through those actions and through that way of thinking about it 
the the picking went away and now my my hands I mean sometimes I just stare at them because <laughs> it's just like I never thought I'd see the day even like you know when they would heal a bit it would still the skin around my nails would be like red and puffy and I was just like am I ever gonna have like pretty hands and you know I don't have like the most beautiful hands I couldn't be a hand model I've definitely got like you know my my fingers are a little thick <laughs> I got working hands is something I always joke about um and I'm very pale and my extremities get red so like my hands do look red a lot but I just there the skin's like all smooth and healed there's no more scarring there's no more bleeding there's no more picking like for once in my life for the first time in my life I don't have to hide my hands anymore and I don't have a shame about it and I'm not embarrassed and it was like this huge secret I used to keep but it was like not a secret because like anyone with eyes could see it so it was just this like internalized shame that I had and it's just like gone I'm so happy and free and it's all because I took off that pressure and just started focusing instead on the fact that I deserve to feel good and that I'm going to show up and do things to make me feel good because I deserve it Another area of my life that has greatly changed because of my change of perspective around discipline that I want to talk about, but I have been more hesitant. This is really the main reason I've been hesitant to come back and talk about this, and I didn't feel like people were ready, is because I knew people would misunderstand, but it's inevitable. Like, again, not everybody's going to understand you, and that's okay. I just trust that there are people who will, and the people who need to hear the message will. But I, in becoming disciplined to you know, to grow, to love myself, to be there for myself, to be kind to myself, to feel good. My way of eating has completely changed. That's part of the reason I've been away so long is because so much has been changing internally and externally for me because of that. And I wanted to address it because, you know, the only time or the past times I have come on here and addressed, you know, healing my body and the ways that I fuel my body, it is vastly different than what I do now. And I didn't want people to misunderstand because my intention is all that matters, okay? Just remember that. It's my intention. It's not like I'm doing this because it's a fad or this or that. Like, it's my intention. My intention is always to feel good. So it started around December for me. I started, you know, I had been in this um, phase of my life post-disordered eating where, you know, I was including all foods because I didn't want to have a restrictive mindset and then, you know, as I've mentioned before, then I went vegan and I went gluten-free because my body was speaking to me and was like, please stop putting these foods in me. Like, this is not feeling good because as I've continued to heal, um, my body's needs have changed because as I've uh, transmuted and released negative energy, my body has become more light energetically and more sensitive to the energies of things that I'm putting in it, including food. And everything is energy. Everything has its own energy. And I just found that I was more sensitive. Like, I couldn't eat red meat anymore, and then I couldn't eat all meat. And I've, I've been over this. But, like, a most, a most recent one for me was, like, caffeine. I think the last episode I came on and mentioned that I was down to, like, one cup of black tea a day. Well, now I'm almost three months with no caffeine at all. And I'm so happy to say that. I feel amazing. I'm, like, finally at the place with that where... I have sustained energy throughout the day. I wake up with energy. I don't have like an afternoon slump. I just feel amazing all day, which is so amazing. You know, no more headaches, no more jitters, no more anxiety. Um, but that the reason that needed to happen was because I got more sensitive to caffeine. It wasn't like, you know, when I tell people this stuff, sometimes they can assume like, oh, this girl's just so disciplined or she's so restrictive or like, you know. But it's like, it wasn't even a choice. It's like my body stopped responding well to caffeine because of my healing. And so I couldn't drink it anymore. I was sensitive to it. Like, I used to be able to have, you know, a venti coffee 
and sip it all through the morning. I wouldn't even have breakfast and I would be fine. And like, you know, when I got to the end of my journey with caffeine, I would have a black, a cup of black tea. And if I hadn't eaten yet, I would get nauseous. And like, what? That had never happened before. It was crazy. But yeah, so that's, that's something that I have changed, which I, again, if you're into that kind of a journey, I really recommend it. I feel so good now that I'm free of caffeine. I will say that the first month was the hardest. The first week was the ease was easier. It got harder. The sustained energy didn't come in honestly until about a month, but now it feels so good. Like I don't need it. I don't crave it. But anyway, my my, my eating changed. That's what I'm basically getting at here. I started to realize that my body was craving more live foods, more fruits, more vegetables, more plants. And I had already been eating that way, but even more so. Like my body was like and I kept getting, you know, pulled to, you know, different Instagram accounts or YouTubers or people who lived this really like living food diet where they ate like mostly, if not all, fruits and vegetables. And I started getting pulled to these accounts of these people who ate a lot of fruit diets, like like I would say almost all fruit or like 80% of their diet was fruit. And of course, at first I thought that was like insane. And then I started just my body was craving it and was like, please give me more fruit. Please give me more fruit. And I didn't, you know, switch right away. It was gradual because my body would not have been used to it. And I did try to go all at once and it didn't work. But over time, I found myself in eating more and more and more fruit and less and less and less cooked foods. And that felt really good for me. And now I'm at a place where I would say about 75 to 80% of my daily diet comes from fresh fruit or like, you know, raw, raw, (laughs) like not cooked fruit. Um, Because it can also be frozen. And then I usually only have one cooked meal a day, and that is my dinner. And it's usually still like um, fruits from the earth, like like potatoes and, and, and rice and like squash and zucchini and stuff like that. And yeah, so I'm basically on this I don't want to say diet it's more like I'm in this lifestyle because I have no intention of ever changing because I feel so good and I know I'm going to keep feeling good but yeah I I, <laughs> I eat mostly like I, I call it high raw because like I'm not fully raw but I would say 75 to 80 percent of my diet now is raw I couldn't tell you the last time I ate any processed food and that's just what feels good to me I could get into more detail and I'm sure I'll do an episode more on it like I also drink fresh celery juice every single morning and I drink this like I'm a big fan of the medical medium now I drink like a heavy metal detox smoothie every morning with like dull seaweed flakes and (laughs) spirulina and um, barley grass juice powder and like wild blueberries and all this stuff and like I was hesitant to come on here and say this one because I knew that it might sound diet culture-y to people. It might sound like a fad diet or like it might just sound, it might just get misunderstood. But none of what I'm doing is because I'm trying to get any other result other than to feel my best. And this is what I've been guided to do. And I've already been feeling amazing, a lot better. And, you know, it hasn't been all easy. I've experienced a lot of detox symptoms, a lot of like skin purging and stuff. And I remember when I first switched to this way of eating, my tongue turned black, which in itself was kind of cool because I was like, wow, I really am detoxing. Um, but yeah, my, my, my point is my entire way of eating has changed. And um, I knew that can be misunderstood by people. There are people who have misunderstood it. For the most part, when I tell people in person, they actually seem to be really interested and receptive, which is cool. Because I'm never saying saying that, like, you should do this too. Like, do what you feel called to do. Try out what works for you. Be safe, of course. As long as you're not hurting others or yourself, like, try things out. See what works for you. And this is the journey I've been guided on. 
but I never would have been guided here if my intention had just been to remain disciplined and or to have like the perfect body or to no like that's not my intention my intention is I deserve to feel good my intention is to feel good and by just following what made me feel good I just naturally was led on this path you know I used to especially post disordered eating me I used to be in the mindset which I've shared on here too of like I need to be in moderation and like you can all foods fit and like if you want to have a cookie have the cookie because it's better to have the cookie now than to binge later but that's just not what's right for me like I've realized that when it comes to me there's no such thing as moderation because it's energy entering my body and because my body has gotten so sensitive to what I put into it like it's not about moderation it's like it's that's like saying like oh you can like be negative in moderation like it's just you got to release what you got to release like of course if you're feeling negative emotions we don't suppress them or deny them but it got to the point where like you know I would have a cookie but I would feel awful for days and it was like was that worth it no and I understand for many people that's not that's not their case then like by all means if you feel fine have the cookie but I just realized for me through true experience like that wasn't my reality and I needed to be honest with myself and I realized that if I kept eating in this way that most of society deemed was quote-unquote healthy in the mindset way of like moderation and like all foods fit or whatever, like then I was not loving myself because my body was telling me otherwise and I couldn't deny it even if it meant there would be people who judged me and thought what I was doing now was diety because you know I used to, I've talked about a dietitian named Abby Sharp on here and how I was a big fan of her and like now I don't resonate with her anymore because the way that she preaches it doesn't resonate with me you know she very much is like no foods are off limits and I get it because she's like she doesn't want people listening to her who have a passive disordered eating to be in this restrictive mindset of like they can only eat healthy but I realized for me the discipline wasn't like I need to be healthy because I need to you know be perfect or have a perfect body or be the best it was like no I need to do this because my body is asking for like this is what feels good for me and so now I do I, like I said, I can't tell you the last time I had processed food. I make all of my food myself. I eat 80% fruits and like, you know, my nails have never been longer and stronger. My hair is longer and glossier. My energy is up. I think it's a huge part of the reason I was able to finally get rid of caffeine because I just have sustained energy all day. And like, this is what works for me. But I never would have got there if I had been in the same mindset I had in the past of discipline, like because this looks different. This is discipline in a different way. And also it wouldn't have been sustainable that way because then it would have had led me to be in a restrictive mindset where it's like, I have to eat this way. Otherwise I'm bad. And then 2 a.m. would have rolled around and I would have been, you know, ordering pints of ice cream and pigging out. Whereas now I never, ever have that happen. Like not at all. I never feel restricted. I feel totally abundant because I feel so good that I am abundant. Like, this is abundance, is feeling good. And so why would I want to do something that doesn't make me feel good? Like, do you see what I'm saying? My mindset around discipline has changed, <laughs> has even, like, accelerated my healing because it's been able to allow me to recognize what's good for me and do those things with ease instead of, like, I should do this because that's what good people do. It's like, no, I want to do this because I deserve to feel my best and I'm disciplined to love myself and I'm disciplined to show up for myself and I'm disciplined to feel my best and again that changes every day but really that mindset has truly changed everything and helped me because knowing what makes me feel good is what is most important and honoring that is what is most important because it's not just disciplined as we said it's self-love like if I'm <laughs> if I'm you know do I'll again go back to working out if I'm doing an exercise every single day 
but it's making me feel like crap, part of my language, and, you know, I'm getting burnt out. Well, then what's better? Like, what's what's the right thing to do? Should I keep doing it because that's discipline? Or do I stop because I love myself? Like, that's the thing. It got to the point for me in my life with my eating and other areas, just in general, where it was like, no, it's about self-love. And if I love myself, then I'm going to show up differently and apply discipline differently than if I'm just doing things for the sake of doing them because I should, because society tells me this is what a disciplined person does. That's baloney, okay? Don't let anyone tell you that. There are no shoulds. We're all so unique and different, you know? There are people out there who claim they're thriving on a keto diet or a carnivore diet and, like, couldn't be me, could not be me, but you're not going to see me ever judging them or telling them that's wrong. That's that's not my place. I would never do that. And even in the community that I found that eats the way I eat, a very plant-heavy, high-raw <laughs> diet, even a lot of the people that I resonate with who have really helped me on that journey – they can be very judgmental of people who don't eat like them. And, you know, I have grace for them because I understand where they're coming from. But you'll never see me doing that because, again, I don't know what's best for you. As long as you're not hurting yourself or anyone else, you know, I have no business telling you what you should do. Just like you have no business telling me what I should do. You know what I'm saying? And I think if we could all just, I mean, this is kind of a side note, but if we could all just understand that we don't all know what's best for each other and to be okay with, like, people doing their own thing we would have so much more peace in this world like just let people be you know what I mean as long as they're not hurting themselves or anyone else just let people vibe and be but yeah because I've made it about being disciplined and self-love I've shown up differently in my life in ways that I would never have imagined otherwise if I was just going off of my my mental ego saying this is what you got to do this is discipline you know no doesn't have to look any certain way so if anything my real discipline is to my happiness And I I encourage you to think about and reflect during this or after, like, what are you disciplined to? And if if you want to be disciplined to your happiness instead of disciplined to arbitrary things that you think you should be doing, then start to get curious. Like, what does that mean for you? What, What makes you happy? And start to be, you know, observant in your everyday life over time when you do things. Did that make you feel good or not good? Did eating that make you feel good or not good? Did talking to that person make you feel good or not good? Did drinking that make you feel good or not good? Did doing that exercise make you feel good or not good? Did doing that job make you feel good or not good? Did being with that person, like, you know what I'm saying? Start to ask these questions and literally you can even take notes. I, Lord knows I have, but it's all about you and curating your life to what makes you feel your best. And then the discipline follows because you're not like, I'm going to be disciplined in this and this. It's like, no, oh, I'm, I'm noticing that this doesn't make me feel good. Well, then I don't want to do that anymore because I deserve to feel my best. And if there's anything I'm disciplined in, it's feeling good. So I really encourage you to start thinking about that. And I just want to share a couple of things that, you know, I've changed by being disciplined to my happiness and what feels good instead of being disciplined in another way or what I think society tells me I should do. And all this has happened organically. None of these things that I'm about to tell you are things that I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this because this is what a good person does and I should do. No, it's just stuff that as I wanted to feel good, they ha- they fell into place because I was disciplined to feel good. One of them is no alcohol. As many of you know on here, I've talked about it before. I don't drink anymore. Like, I'm not opposed to it. I'm not saying I'm never going to again. I had a one glass of Prosecco during Christmas. That was the last drink I had. Um, and if I really wanted another drink, I'd have one, but like, I just haven't yet. And I feel better when I don't drink. So that's something I no longer do. Another one is no nicotine. This one is for me a no brainer. I will never, ever, 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 ever again 
touch the stuff. I don't care if it's just hookah or whatever. No, no way in hell. It was like the worst thing for me. And I don't think it has to be for everyone. You know, I mean, it's not good for you, but everyone has their vices. Everyone has their thing. Like this for me was the thing that I just cannot. It really ruined my life. I was so addicted. So that's gone. No more caffeine. This even includes chocolate. And I mean, I used to be, I used to joke that my favorite foods were salad and cake. Um, because I love salads and I love eating healthy because it makes me feel good but I also just loved sweets and specifically baked goods like give me the cake or like a Boston cream donut like custard like oh it's just so good but I never crave them anymore now and I never miss them because it doesn't make me feel good so so yeah I couldn't tell you the last time I had chocolate um, it was probably around Christmas I did I did have chocolate um then but again didn't make me feel good haven't had it since not having any caffeine and that includes chocolate i now move my body and i'm not rigid about it you know it changes all the time i would say my baseline is i always just get outside and walk or hike because that just feels good for me and it doesn't even feel like exercise and i mean a lot of times it doesn't even make me break a sweat which i do think breaking a sweat is good for you but i'm just saying baseline finding enjoyable movement being out in nature so good for me makes me feel good so I make it a priority another thing I've changed by being disciplined to my happiness is running towards what scares me this has opened so many doors for me and it was one of the hardest things and one of the last things to budge I mean one of the latest things to budge for me I I would just get so scared of failure and perfectionism that I didn't want I, I shied away from what scared me and now I've been running towards it more and it's opened so many doors for me because if I never ran towards those things, those doors would never open because I was never knocking. And you never know if you never try. And um, being disciplined in my happiness has made it easier to go after what scares me because I know that on the other side of the fear is my happiness. And then this one's kind of more of a given just because I've talked about it more in the past. But like being mindful of the things I do, who I do them with, what I watch, what I say, the things I watch has changed you know honestly I can't really do many scary things anymore like tv shows and movies um I never was that good with scary stuff anyway but like really dark stuff can be really hard for me to watch now because it just lowers my, my vibration too much and I like to be in a high vibration so I watch more upbeat shows and upbeat movies and happy things also the people I spend time with you all know this I've completely <laughs> done an excavation in my social life um yeah, I just said I'm not going to spend time with people who make me feel bad about myself, period. And I don't care how long we've known each other. I don't care that we have all this history. Like, I'm not. Like, it's about my happiness. That's my discipline. That's my priority. I'm not putting up with it anymore. And so I didn't. And it ruffled many feathers. And many people, I'm sure, misunderstand me now and um, have their own opinions of me. And, you know, God bless them. They're allowed to think whatever the heck they want. It's none of my business. All that matters is that I'm doing what's good for me. And we all deserve to do what's best for us. Um, and then just in general, my healing, you know, I'm disciplined to feel good. So it's made healing easier for me instead of this chore, which can be really daunting because we all know healing's not easy. It's not a walk in the park. You know, some days are easier than others, but it's certainly not easy. But making it about I deserve to be happy. I deserve to be healed. I deserve to live a beautiful life where I feel amazing has made it a lot easier than saying I need to heal because I'm disciplined. <laughs> so, so yeah, those are a few of mine. Um, they're all a form of discipline, you know, just with a different perspective and with love, you know, instead of with, I don't know, pressure. So yeah, to wrap things up, it really is just all about deciding for you. Yes, you listening right now. It's deciding what you deserve. And that's different for all of us. But really deciding what you deserve, what you want, 
and what you feel you deserve. And that first, of course, takes the work of building up love within yourself because if you hate yourself, you're not going to feel like you deserve much. But I mean, if you've been listening for a while, I'm sure you've been doing your healing work. And if not, you're not behind. You're exactly where you're meant to be. But when you get to that place where you really begin to love yourself, you realize that you deserve love. You deserve good things. And it makes it easier to implement things in your life that will make that your reality, that will make you feel good and make you feel loved. And it's really overall a shift from restriction to abundance mindset because when, again, it goes back to my initial feelings that I used to have with discipline. It felt so restrictive to me because there's all these shoulds and that makes me want to do the opposite and it makes you feel like it's a chore and it makes it not attractive. But when you change the mindset to, if I do this, I'm going to feel amazing and I deserve to feel amazing, all of a sudden, it's like you're filling up your cup, you feel abundant because feeling good makes you feel abundant. Like that is true abundance is feeling good. It really is. I mean, I can't I can't break it down any more than that. Like find me someone who disagrees. Like when you feel good, that's when you're your most abundant self. And that's also when you're most attractive and magnetic to people, to experiences, to opportunities, to to manifestations. Like it's all about feeling abundant. And the way to feel abundant is to love yourself. And the way to love yourself is to take actions that show yourself that you love yourself and It becomes not a chore when you decide that you deserve it. So then you want to do it anyway instead of, I have to. And then there's all this resistance, you know? Yeah, because at the end of the day, doing what feels good feels good. (laughs) Like, doing what feels good feels good. And you and I, we all deserve to feel good. And yeah, I could say so much more, but this has already been a very long episode. Not very long, you know. (laughs) They tend to be this long nowadays, but it's been a long episode. I think I've really said it all. I hope you understand. I think most of you will. Yeah, you deserve to feel amazing. Regardless of what you believe in, you know, as far as we know, we only have this one life. At least you only have this one life as this person. That we can all agree on because, you know, reincarnation and stuff people can believe in. But, like, we only have this life as this person. I only have this one life as Francesca Rowe in these circumstances, in this body, with these opportunities and these hopes and these dreams, we only get this one life as ourselves, as this person we are now. And we freaking deserve to live our most abundant lives. And abundance looks different for everybody. So don't even just forget what anyone else is doing. It's about you. What makes you feel abundant? What makes you feel alive? And as we know, that changes all the time. So keep checking in with yourself. It's constantly about checking in with yourself because that's self-love too. Don't abandon yourself by continuously checking in with yourself rewriting, editing, but always bringing it back to what I deserve is love. What I deserve is to feel amazing. What I deserve is to live a full life. And then you will find yourself naturally inclined and naturally wanting to do things that support that, that support that version of you, that support that beautiful life, that support that feeling of love and fullness and freedom and happiness. Because it's not about the things we're supposed to do. It's about knowing what you deserve and showing up for yourself that way and giving that to yourself as a present, giving that that to yourself because you deserve it. Yeah, I mean, there's I couldn't go any further. It's just you deserve to feel good. And next time you feel like, you know, you have resistance around doing something, check in with yourself and say, what do I want to feel? Is this thing supporting that? And then you're literally going to feel in your body like it just starts to free up energy. You feel less burdened. You feel more inspired. And then life starts to flow so much more easily and you find yourself feeling the way you want to feel and doing the things you want to do more easily 
And you're like, wait a second. I thought this was supposed to feel hard. And that's the biggest lie that society's teaching us all and selling us all, that it needs to be hard. And that's why this idea of like discipline and like, oh, no days off, it needs to be hard. Like it doesn't have to be that <laughs> intense. It doesn't have to be that stressful. That's what it is. Like we can invite ease into our lives and still achieve what we want to achieve. We can flow through life and be unstoppable and reach our goals and feel good. Like those, those things go together. It's just about bridging that gap and realizing that we can take away the stress and the push and the pressure and allow ourselves to feel good. Just allow that. And yeah. So that's it for today. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. I'm so glad to be back talking with you all. I've definitely missed this and missed all of you. And I look forward to coming back soon. Hopefully we'll see. <laughs> all right. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.